Welcome to Chart Toppers, an astrology-themed podcast slash radio slash whatever you want it to be show. We're your hosts, Angela Bell and Rachel Coe, and we're coming to you from the WJRH studio at Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania. Welcome back, everyone. Wait, what were we supposed to say? <laughs> you do this. Why don't you say welcome back? <laughs> Hi, welcome back, everyone. We hope you've all had a great week. Um, lots of things have been going on in the universe, and we're so excited to talk about it with you today. Yeah, Angela and I got our first Instagram likes on our chart.toppers account. Thanks for that. Um, r- shout out to our one international listener and our maybe three dedicated listeners at home. <laughs> yes. Um, we hope, uh, we hope this episode is informational. We hope to learn a lot about ourselves today. Um, this week we are reflecting on, what is it? Venus in retrograde. Venus is in retrograde. And then we're going to take a a deep dive into Dr. Angela Bell's, um, astrological birthright. I'm so excited. That's our agenda. I'm so scared. We already went over this, but yeah, that's the show today. And um, what else? I mean, I feel like there are some things we didn't get to last week, which I would like to talk about. I think about like why, what is our motivation for this podcast and what, like, why are we doing this? Like what place does astrology have in our lives? And deep, deep questions. Okay. Great. That's my. That's the first part of my question. I have a follow up. <laughs> Should I yeah. say it now or wait until later? What's your follow up? The follow up is why are you and me specifically channeling how astrology plays meaning into our lives into a podcast? Mm, okay. Okay. Well, great. Do you want to start with the first? It, that makes that makes sense, and I might make you ask it again later. Okay. Um, but can we start with the first part? Like what? Yeah. Like, what place do we think astrology has in our lives? Do you want to start? Yeah, because I have a very specific answer for this (laughs) already. Um, I mean, I don't actually know what the point was at which I was like, this is something that's really important to me, and this is something that, like, I want to start exploring. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've, for, like, the last few years, astrology has, like, been on my radar more and more. And so in grad school, I was... I was hosting astrology parties and people would give me their birth charts and we would um, we would have like a group of 10 people together and I would give them like big printouts. <laughs> and I mean, you get, you know, that's so nerdy. five, pe- you know, when you get a group of PhD students in a room, all they want to do is analyze yeah. in the contents of like, you know, what they're getting. Yeah. And so to use astrology as sort of an approach to getting to learn more about others in a more Mm -hmm. intimate way, I think is really um, something that is interesting to me as a social psychologist. Right. Totally. Yeah. If I want to go like more into like making connections with my career and stuff. Okay. Um, Okay. I didn't know there was a career connection in it for you. I I I mean, I realized that. I'm interested in getting to know people yeah. as a social psychologist. I yeah. like. Well, we're gonna get more into that when we talk true. about your <laughs> signs today. I uh. yeah, I mean that's true. Uh, but we're. I'm also interested in just w- seeing themes mm-hmm. in um, 
the people in my life. Mm. I guess that's Mm -hmm. really like how astrology became like a huge part is because I, after like when I was like 22, I was thinking back on all the best friends that I've had in my life Mm -hmm. and they were all Sagittarius's. They all had birthdays in December and the people that I've met since I've like discovered that I wouldn't tell them until we became friends, but I would be like, hey, six months into a friendship, do you know why I really like you? It's because you're a Sagittarius. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, I actually, I really resonate with that. I I, I think I resonate with that framework. One of the first things when I first started becoming more interested in – in astrology which was also around the age of like maybe 22 23 Mm -hmm. I remember making like a huge like list in my journal of all the people in my life and like what their different aspects were Mm -hmm. and trying to like look for like themes um of how like I was relating with those different people and so I had like more people that were like sun sign uh in like Gemini like hashtag Gemini's being self-obsessed whatever (laughs) um and I, so I had like more, I, there were like, it was pretty very like variable and I had like only a couple of like Aquarians in my life at the time and, and now there are more. And so it's been interesting to see like both how that like list has shifted over time. Um, and, but also I, I like really um, sort of clearly remember that moment of like being, you know, I was like living in my parents' attic at the time and like I had my journal on, I was sitting in bed and I was like trying to list out where all, um, where all my friends are and and really it's about like making sense of myself and the way that I have relationships and that's when I was sort of starting to do a lot more of like work on myself and like showing up more like how I wanted to show up in the world um and and sort of using an astrology as like a tool for doing that and so to get back to your original question I think of um what role does astrology play in our lives is I I I think for me I really use astrology as a place of like self-reflection um and I, you know, I think for a long time I criticized astrology for being sort of, like, predictive and, like, you know, I don't want to read tomorrow's horoscope to find out, like, what my day is going to be like or something like that. But um, but for me, it's been a, a pretty powerful tool of, like, self-reflection and, and just sort of, like, the, you know, reading um, reading something like, oh, you know, like, Geminis are in their heads all the time and asking myself, like, to what extent that resonates with me and how I can like you know conceptualize that or use that in order to like be more true or be like become more self-actualized or like show up better in my relationships um those are like questions that I I think about it's a good guiding reference point that's not even what I wanted to say um I do like what you said about reflection really resonates with me I it become astrology makes more sense if I use it as a tool for reflection instead of for prediction Prediction. yeah and this is what we want to do on the show too um Mm -hmm. as well so like in terms of last week it was like the full moon in Aries Mm -hmm. um this week which will we're going to be talking about Venus in retrograde we're putting out to the listeners we want to ask you what's been happening in the last week of your life um want you to start thinking about these concepts as we are starting as we talk about them Mm -hmm. if right that's like one of our goals yeah yeah um and then like oh let's get to the second part of my question yeah 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 (laughs) because before I move on um so what 
led us here to this show. What did we, how did we bond when we first met a year ago? Um, yeah, my answer to that was just like friendship. Just with like friends, friendship. But also we basic? asked each other like, what's your sign? Oh, or yeah. we were we guessing each other's signs. Remember, we went to out to dinner, and we were oh like, can we guess oh each other's signs? That's funny, because I would have never guessed your sun sign, and I don't think I did. Like, I think it was not in my top nine. I remember that moment where <laughs> I was, like, guessing through your signs. And I actually, I think that I went through your rising and through your moon, because those are the energies that mm-hmm. I was, like, really reading from you. Mm-hmm. And I, like, did not ever guess your sun sign. <laughs> I didn't guess your sun sign because because I, ha- I was kind of using, you know – I use some mm. signs as like a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> I don't have a lot of Geminis in my life. And Ooh, I don't think yeah, I yeah, started yeah. Okay. to have Geminis in my okay. life until I sense. entered, um, I don't know, real adulthood or just like jobs where I like <laughs> was. at real adulthood. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, not like real adulthood, but like being around people you might not necessarily get to hang out with if you uh-huh. weren't, if you didn't have your job to bring you together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see, like, how I am connecting with people on a different level, like, with this new condition. Yeah. Like, if I want to go back to being a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Reframing this conversation. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, yeah. I I don't have a lot of people in my life who are Aries sons. So one of the things we're going to talk about today is Angela's Aries um, son and Aries. And um, I don't know what to make of that other than you're an anomaly and I like you a lot. <laughs> Same, like ditto. Uh, but ma- we're gonna talk about that, yeah, like kind of figure out how our totally. maybe moon and rising speak to each other. Yeah, I think that that's that seems really true to me. And I think that's something that we've been you and I just when we're at parties together, we just always try to take over and ask everyone in the room what their sign is yeah. and try to figure out who they are. Yeah, um, not yeah. as a way of like talking about them afterwards behind their back it's just kind of like hey have you ever thought about this or it's an entry point yeah of of many yeah yeah to get to the friendship which is important (laughs) it's funny you say like when we're at parties as though that's like something that we do often no it's not it's really like so not we haven't been at a party (laughs) together in like eight months right well and by party we mean like angela and i and like cats or two other people and maybe like five cats yeah (laughs) that's Um, how we party that's, yeah, that is the it's party. quiet activities. Do you know your cat's astrological signs? I don't know Diesel's. I don't know my cat's. <laughs> Stella, it was born in October. Stella might be a Libra. Okay. Oh, no, that's a lie. Stella was born in December. Okay. So Stella might be a Capricorn. Because okay. I think it's late December. Late December, Capricorn. Yeah. Um, and then Gibson is the one who was born in October. Okay. It's September or October, so he's, okay. uh, I think he's a Libra, a Libra but I haven't even really yeah. considered that. Okay, maybe this is a whole other episode. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Let's. Yeah. I'm going to write ourselves a little note. Okay, great. Yeah, okay. should we move on to our astrological aspect of the week? We should. I wish we had a little, like, sparkly like intro for, or announcement. Announcement, or announcement. <laughs> Here it is. The astrological aspect of the week. Venus in retrograde. Venus in retrograde. What does it mean? Um, great question. Someone texted me this morning and said I had a terrible dream, and it's because of the Venus in retrograde. Whoa. Okay. 
and they might be listening right now, but (laughs) we're not going to identify who they are. But more specifically, what that meant was, are you, you know, maybe this dream was about an old relationship Hmm. or maybe it's your past coming up to, um, I don't know, take up space in your head to help you figure out a problem in your life. What does Venus in retrograde mean for you? Well, can I take like one step back and maybe just talk about what like what right. does it mean when yeah. a planet is in retrograde? That's true. We should And then do maybe that. we can talk about what is Venus all about? Yes. Um, Go ahead. Okay. So, what it my understanding of what it means when um a planet is in retrograde um is when I have a feeling like something's off, what can I blame this on? <laughs> and then I like look up what planets are in retrograde to see like who I can blame it on, which planet I can blame it on. Um, but actually what's happening astrologically um, is that it's a moment when the Earth is um, moving faster, uh, orbiting faster than another planet is orbiting. And so it's kind of like when you're um, when you're speeding past another car, you're driving on the highway and you're speeding past another car. And if you're just looking directly out the window, it looks like that car is going backwards, even though like both you and the other car are both going forward. Um, but what's happening is you're going forward faster than that other car um and and that's kind of like what's happening in astrologically uh, or with the the planets with the planets where the earth is just moving faster than another planet and so it appears that that planet is moving uh backwards relative to how we can see it from here and so specifically what is venus um what does venus represent for us (laughs) astrologers yeah um my shorthand for Venus is love and money, and that's, like, way oversimplifying, and I'm sure that it's, like, much, much deeper than that. Um, but when I think of Venus, I think about, like, how um, I'm showing up in romantic relationships. Um, and, and, and I mean, love, love is a lot more than romantic relationships, mm-hmm. and that's, wow, that is a deep dive for another day. Please read Bell Hooks all about love. Um, <laughs> There's, uh, there's a lot there, but I think I, I tend to re- relate Venus a lot to, to romantic um, and other, like, very intimate relationships. Um, and then uh, money's money. Yeah, I, um, I think a lot about past relationships or past, like, friendships that have been, like, really important. I tend to reflect on them more at, around this time. Um, and then in terms of money, you might want to be more conservative with how you spend it. You might be spending it too much, um, okay. yeah. or you might have like purchases that you didn't anticipate. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it's all about being sure. in retrograde. So tying the Venus to the ret- to the planet in retrograde yeah. is um, it might be like a, a a rewind or a looking back or a sort of like your your brain heart body is sort of like reworking like old. Um, oh, old yeah. things that are coming up again. Um, I think about that in terms of relationships. And then, yeah, money, I think of just like... Um, like regression. I don't know. Kind mm-hmm. of maybe... Pu- yeah. pu- I mean, it could range. Like for me personally, we talked about my car purchase. You know, right, my, right, my car right, breaking yeah. down. Right. Um, and your car purchase and my car breaking down. And right. so I was like... Unexpected like, expense. Unexpected expenses. Like, yeah, and I was like sliding back, like losing my savings. And I was like, mm. oh no, I'm mm. back. To, it feels like I never progressed, even though that might not really oh, be the case. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. It's just now a new thought that's in my mind that I'm trying to grapple with and try and say like no that's just an old habit 
to like yeah, be in that headspace. Yeah, but that feeling of like regression. Yes, yeah. uh, to me is really um, symbol symbolizes uh, a planet in retrograde, and is also a great segue uh, into our first song. Um, uh, here it is.
You just listened to Rewind by Rebel Bucket. Co, can you tell us a little bit about that song and why you picked it this week? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I'm just going to reiterate what the like opening line to this song is to mm-hmm. start us out. The opening line is, there's always the past stuck in the letdowns. Um, and to me, that really like in- like encapsulated what a retrograde is. Um, and it, it can be something that's like looking backwards. Um, and for me, it tends to be this time of feeling like really, really stuck in a particular area of my life. And so whether it's like my anxious brain, like repeating a past experience over and over and over and trying to like sort of wrestle with it and make sense of it. Um, yeah, or, I mean, maybe I'm just mean as that. Like it's this like really like stuck place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that tends to be a place of retrograde for me in like again in like the different planets sort of represent like different areas of life and so if you're thinking about re- venus retrograde um that could be a place of like finances it could be a place um of love whatever that means to you and um can we talk about venus in retrograde and scorpio because this is another level i mean we're thing, gonna yeah. we're gonna do this very level briefly up. but I think yeah. that's what that's what's happening because it's not just any Venus in retrograde because planets go into retrograde yeah. all the time. It's okay. actually more about the placement of okay. where that is. Yeah. And so we talked a little last week about what Scorpio is and it's how it's moving into this like dark place in a way or just the season of like Halloween and it's okay. about bundle getting bundled up and stuff. <laughs> and I don't know if we yeah. can like connect that right now but well what i mean challenging what are you like what what are you thinking about when you think about like venus as related to scorpio because scorpio is a planet that's all about intense pleasure or scorpio is a sign that's all about more intensity and and it's pleasure based i think in some ways um or that's how it's talked about in by astrologers <laughs> astrologers <Right. laughs> um okay so i'm just saying that you know um old lo- lovers might show up and return the old baggage that we thought we let go okay yeah um it can vi- i don't know there might be a little more darkness but we've kind of already signaled that um yeah so i think I think we wrapped up Venus and retrograde. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, we played I, our I, yeah, I think so too. We There's, talked a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think so too. I'm I'm having a little bit of trouble actually connecting the like oh. Scorpio to the Venus retrograde. Okay. So I'm just I'm just trying to like think about that more. Um, and what I'm reading over is. Um, one of the sources that Angela and I are using is Cafe Astrology, cafeastrology.com. Shout out. <laughs> Did we just shout out to a website? Yeah. I mean, um, we tell everyone to go there to make their charts. We, we are telling folks to go there to, um, uh, yes, to, to make their charts. Um, the way that their um, interpretation is connecting that Venus, uh, the Venus retrograde um, to Scorpio uh, is saying that it may be challenging to get closer to uh, a loved one during this period of time and that unorthodox experimental or non-intimate relationships might be favored over intimate relationships um fateful events can occur now 
that's such a broad and sweeping statement <laughs> and that's more predictive because it's more all about that's fate true, yeah. and i don't like thinking yeah. about it yeah. in a fixed way i mean we're all kind of on a trajectory yeah. but yeah i i think that um often when i'm reading uh, often when i read content from like astrology related websites I'm, I'm thinking about it as like what am i going to pick up and what am i what am i going to tumble and what i'm what am i going to just like put down and like mm-hmm. not i don't really want to like spend time with this and that that feels like a put down <laughs> that, um, that feels like something I'm not that interested in um, let's see we are symbolically in the dark and starting fresh and re-energized from our fate forward I hope so <laughs> I'm, I'm looking so to <laughs> yeah. bring some light into my life yeah well so in this retrograde um, Venus is moving from Scorpio to Libra right do you think that's getting at that um, do you think that's speaking like to that sort of like darkness into light at all? Libra is a little lighter because it's about like partnership and friendship yeah. and trying to bring balance and like seek out positive relationships. Hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. But Libra is um. also the opposite <laughs> of Aries, so okay. that is. Um, I like have conflicting thoughts about what libra is yeah well we were saying earlier though that like um that like libra and scorpio are are paired well together Mm -hmm. um that they balance one another and that that actually tends to be true also for signs in opposition angela for like aries and libra so just just a thought wow for later moving on (laughs) let's talk a little bit more about that aries shall we oh no (laughs) i mean this is what i came here for is it yeah what (laughs) My Aries sign is my sun sign, and um, I guess before we get into it, we're just going to play a song and talk Great. about uh, what that song means and why I picked it. So, okay. see, you so- see you soon. <laughs> Super. the number one California here we come right back where we started from well hustlers grab your guns your shadow weighs a ton driving down the 101 California here we come right back where we started from California
You just listened to Phantom Planet's California. You may remember it as the song that was the main intro titles to the OC. This is to reflect my son in Aries, which if you um, need a reminder, because I always do, um, the sun in Aries is all about your individuality and, and kind of like your overarching like sign or how you approach life. Mm-hmm. Sun and high air, yeah. Yeah. So what does it mean for, to you to have chosen this song and for your son to be an Aries? I feel like California is like the essence, um, is like my, what I portray <laughs> to people. I'm like, yeah. I'm a West Coast baby. Yeah. I um, am all about like the sun. I want to like be outside, kind of move my body. Um, hmm. Kind of like, I, cal- this song has a, this like take charge feeling in terms of like we're going mm. back to california and mm-hmm. i'm always like where are all the californians in pennsylvania like <laughs> i need some par- i need someone to like shout out to me yeah um did you feel this strongly like a californian when you lived in california or is it like since moving away that you're like wow i'm so californian well no or actually yes so I grew up in Sacramento and like my entire life I was like I want to move to Los Angeles I want to be in SoCal I want to be part of like the movie scene and the entertainment industry and I am still like that but I don't need to live there anymore but it's still like a huge part of me yeah so I still like when people say like where are you from even though I'm from Northern California Southern California is like my home and I feel Mm -hmm. really great when I'm there which is Hmm. really Mm -hmm. rare among my friends who are in California (laughs) they do not speak about it as fondly as I do interesting okay yeah so cool um so I want to take a little bit deeper of a a look at like what Aries is and so Mm -hmm. um what I'd like to do is actually just talk about some of the things that showed up when I was doing research on what um, different interpretations of sun and Aries are and just allow you to kind of like respond to them in, sure. in kind of like what I described earlier so like what are you picking up what are you putting down or like where do you see this in yourself or where do you not see this and, and sort of using this as like a, a reflection point and not absolute truth um, so when I was looking at uh, sun and Aries um, some of the themes that came up were you know people who are direct straightforward and kind of uncomplicated um, first to start and first to finish um and so like the real like go-getters I guess I was thinking about that for some reason I was thinking about that story about the um like tortoise and the hare is like a fable I don't know first to start and first to finish but like please tell me more (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that came to mind I mean that whole fable is about like 
um, the hare starts out really like fast and then ends up getting like tired and then the tortoise wins I think is that the fable yeah this um, is like from me of like 25 years ago <laughs> I feel personally attacked by this oh <laughs> shoot okay I'm no sorry. I'm no so I'm just playing with you but what I really mean by that um, is that I s- love starting projects okay I go all in 100% starting projects and I never uh-huh. finish them. Oh, okay. Which doesn't bode well for like a long-term podcast <laughs> potentially. <laughs> Angela. And, but I'm not No, you also have stick with it aspects though. We will get to those. Yeah, later. that's true. No, it's but I'm balance. I'm always looking for the next thing to do. Okay. Which is um, oh. which is part of, you know, that direct straightforward aspect of me. I know mm-hmm. Aries is all about innovation. Mhm. They're re- they really know what they want, and they yeah. really don't like pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have a lot of um, challenges when people bring up, like, contrary ideas, or mm-hmm. I don't like entertaining a devil's advocate mm-hmm. because I feel like yeah. it's a w- maybe a waste of my time in terms of, like, yeah. being more – but that's also an extreme way of putting it because I'm an Aries and – <laughs> come off as a little you put extreme. things in extreme ways yeah um what do you think about I, I was also thinking about Aries as being like a the fiercely independent sign and like needing to like do their own thing and like not be like so swayed by like what path not letting their path be like swayed by what the paths of people uh, around them might be mm-hmm. yeah I think about how I feel like this is maybe a, I don't know how this comes off, which maybe I'll get, we'll get to that a little later. But um, <laughs> I feel like I'm here where I am is exactly what I set out to do. Like Whoa. I am in the position I trained for. <sighs> okay. I have the degree I like said at eleven. Like I'm getting, and I like work toward that, and I don't see that sometimes. I don't always see that reflected in other people. Yeah. And I don't really express a lot of regrets, or maybe I do just to, like, empathize with people, but secretly on the <laughs> inside, I'm like, yeah, I don't feel this way at all. Yeah. Actually, I mean, like, you know, that sort of in some ways is, like, contradicts a little bit what you were saying about, like, starting something but not finishing it. If you, like, said when you were 11, like, I'm going to be a PhD social psychologist mm-hmm. and, like, teach at a college, um, then, because I think that Aries has that, like, drive in them somewhere too and where they can be like a little bit like flighty and like to have like a lot of like different um like to start a lot of different things they also have like a lot of drive to see those things that they really care about like kind of all the way through that's true i mean i guess more in terms of like being a self-starter like if someone asks me what my research is it really just depends on the day that you ask me or who's Mm, okay yeah or what i care about what am i watching or what like (laughs) what new like hobby do I have and I'm like oh this week I'm into puzzles next week I'm really into board games and then it's like oh I might start a, <laughs> I might join a roller derby team you know it's uh, we should do that though. we should yeah <laughs> I mean that's a, another conversation for another Long-term time goal. but sure do you want to um do you want to move on then to your moon sign um, anything else yeah. on Aries I think in terms of um how do you see the Aries and me Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, like, when um, sort of what I just prompted you to talk about is, like, being, like, the things that you really care about, you, like, do, like, stick to and see all the way through. And so, like, 
one of the things that really scares me about Aries is that they like is this sort of like stereotype that they like want to like start a bunch of projects and never finish them mm-hmm. um because somehow in my chart I have the like sticking it through um mm. but I actually really really see that in you um and and I think that scares me mostly like relationally like is this person going to be my friend for five seconds and then leave oh, um, boy. but that's like definitely not what's happening in our relationship and like no, I don't actually see that so much in you in like your broader life or like you know this thing that you talk about with like you know sticking career-wise like yeah. sticking something through um and I yeah so I, I sort of wanted to challenge that um aspect and, and just sort of relate it to this idea of like being really driven seeing things through wow we can talk about that more during our next song <laughs> maybe Great. off the air and let, <laughs> we can move we can move on yeah. to our moon sign sure I get right. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good time to yeah. to move on. Yeah, so let's, move on. let's get into uh, the next song and um, yeah, enjoy.
keeps beating like a hammer. Welcome back. You just listened to Help I'm Alive by Metric. Um, and Angela chose that song uh, to sort of represent her moon in Aquarius. Angela, could you tell us a little bit more about that choice? Um, I really wanted an excuse to play Metric. <laughs> They're okay, my favorite fair. band. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see them. I just bought tickets. Um, cool. Anyway, I Help I'm Alive, I think, speaks to more of the – it's how I – it's my moon sign. So mm-hmm. it's how I feel about myself. And um, as an Aquarius, um, I think just – in my own head, I tend to reflect more on the negative, hmm. and it's not always something that is maybe what other people see, but I see mm-hmm. the dark side of Aquarius yeah, more sure. often, more in myself, than I do the light side, and I think other people might see the oh, lighter side of me. Yep. Yeah, okay. And so Help I'm Alive is really all about that anxiety about being in the public, or being open with people, or kind of being confident about what -hmm. you say it once you're once it's out there it's all it's I don't know people are gonna come get you for what you might say or people might come after you if you want to take a very literal interpretation (laughs) of that yep um okay maybe that's I don't know maybe I'm misinterpreting yeah no I, I like the way actually that you put that into like light side dark side when I was doing um a little bit of like background reading on like what is a moon in Aquarius the sort of brighter sides that came out um were sort of like idealistic and creative and especially if you um, think about that as related to your sun sign as sort of like a modification to your sun sign Mm -hmm. I can see those kind of working well together yeah I see that um I do feel I feel like I'm try to be creative in my work since that's a huge part of my life Mm -hmm. um I try to take on more unconventional hobbies Mm -hmm. or friend friendships and uh (laughs) yeah am I an unconventional friend I don't think so in like the broader (laughs) scope of it like you make a lot of sense but that's because we've been friends for like a year Um, but potentially like maybe to other people yeah I don't know actually no I don't I don't think that's the case I think we're pretty compatible yeah um but in terms of like the dark side of of Aquarius that um Aquarius is a pretty cool sign I love other people who have sun in Aquarius so much um but in terms of like the dark side of the moon um Mm, mm -hmm. Aquarians can be unpredictable contrary aloof stubborn and tactless and so sometimes I feel like I I say things without thinking about what the implications are Mm -hmm. and I can um I also tend to make decisions on my own without telling people even when I'm collaborating with them whoa okay yeah so that's more of the dark side okay yeah I can see that like um, I definitely associate, like, Aquarians with aloofness, and I think that's also kind of, like, an air sign trope in some ways, mm-hmm. and I, because that's, like, one of the, like, Gemini stereotypes as well. Gemini and Aquarius are both air signs, um, in spite of Aquarius being named, like, Aqua Aquarius, mm-hmm. um, so that's, like, an often, a, a common point of confusion, but, uh, but Aquarius is often an air sign, and they can be seen as being kind of, like, um, aloof or not, like, totally, like, intention, like, in, in a not, like, very intentional way. 
which is really interesting contrasting that with my Aries because like Aries is not is Aries aloof do you think of Aries as being aloof I, I think I've seen memes about that or like oh, Aries really? don't really know who they are like how oh, they come Aries. off oh, yeah yeah but I think um yeah okay <laughs> the, those seem like related and maybe slightly different it was like yeah sort of like maybe I think what you were getting at is like Aries kind of lack like self-reflection maybe yeah um, and then yeah I don't know yeah um one of the as I was sort of reading I I read Aquarians as being like too cool for feelings and so like I don't, I don't know how, like, I am beside myself about, like, how to ever, like, read or, like, relate to Aquarians, and so, like, I'm wondering what it might mean to you to have, like, I, like, and, and maybe this isn't your interpretation of it all, but, like, I sort of, uh, especially maybe, like, before we were, like, closer, read you as, like, mm-hmm. too cool for feelings, and as um, sort of, like, maybe, like, deflecting, like, more like deep emotional conversations yeah you once told me that I have I'm really good at getting other people to talk without really talking about myself and (laughs) that's you are not the only person to tell me that and that is kind of maybe sometimes scary to me because when I think about that I'm like wait I'm totally open I'm like we'll tell you anything you want if you just ask me the right question and if you just mm, totally yeah. get me on the right day and then I add a bunch of conditions to it it's like well oh, why yeah, if you wanted yeah, to know yeah, that yeah. why okay. didn't you ask me rather yeah. than me like electing that information about myself yeah yeah so totally. I think that's where that mm, comes in okay. and and why I might be a little too cool for feelings and just even in the classroom I was teaching about emotions last week and I said I don't care about emotions I don't research this (laughs) isn't that intense that's really intense that's not true because I study emotions all the time yeah you do (laughs) well the other thing um sort of relating back to your career this is maybe the last thing we'll point out about your moon before Mm -hmm. we move on but um uh, one of the things that I was reading is that moon in Aquarius can be really like observant and kind of like a lifetime student or um, and, and in particular, like, curious about why people are the way they are and why people do what they do. Um, and it was so funny to – it was kind of funny to, like, read that and then think about you as, like, a social psychologist who, like, literally studies why people do what they do and why people are, like, who they are. Or why, like, yeah, and I do know a lot of academics who are Aquarians. I know psychologists. Okay. Psychologists specifically, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. which so is so fun. kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, fun. Yeah, all right, cool. Um, should, we, should we go ahead and move on to your um, – Sign? Yes, um, and we'll just say before we play the song, this is a huge point of contention for today's episode because I didn't know what to pick. Oh yeah, okay. Let's play the song, and then I want to dig deeper into that. Okay, great. Into the, into the not knowing what to pick. Here we go.
All right, welcome back, everyone. You just listened to I Get Lonely by Janet Jackson. Um, and Angela was just telling us about um, how she had a challenging time selecting that song. So I kind of want to start there. This is the song that Angela selected for her cancel ride song. Um, and what were, like, why was that decision process hard? Like, what were some of the factors that you were weighing? Because I don't really know how to see me or what my, like, first impression is to people. And I, maybe that speaks to my aloofness <laughs> um, as an Aquarian yeah. moon. But I actually had to ask a friend, like, what vibe do I give off? Like, what yeah. did you think when you first yeah. met me? Because the rising sign is all about how you show yourself, mm-hmm. you know, first impressions. Yeah. Um, We've never met you for the first time ever. That's true. I've no, I, and I don't know. How am I supposed to answer that question as <laughs> yeah. a scientist? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So I had to, like, collect some data. So okay. I yeah. want to – this is shout-out to my friend Adriana, uh, a fellow Aries, but I always mislabel her as a Pisces because oh. there's a lot going on okay. in our chart. Um, but she sent me, like, this very thoughtful um, response, so I w- just wanted to read it to you and and what you think so as a cancer in rising i guess think about that um reserved and thoughtful a purposeful and focused person who shocks you with neatly placed sharp wit surprisingly spiritual for being an academic or being so academic Hmm. i perceive your type to be nihilistic and atheist but you are not Huh. Okay. Gentle and kind. Yeah. Yeah. When I, yeah. Okay. I don't know, but she also is more maybe more in tune with my softer sides of me. But cancers are big softies yeah. too. Yeah. I think people don't realize that because they're the crab. Yes. Yeah. Well, and Angela, when I asked you about like what I think one of the first things you said when I asked you about what this sign meant to you was that you were like soft on the inside I Um, know I'm secretly in love with everything and I have feelings and I try not to (laughs) put that out there and I think maybe I um like try to show myself as being really hard even though I am pretty I don't want to say passive but maybe gentle yeah gentle and tolerant yeah um so I think there's a real like familiar gentleness to um to this aspect mm-hmm. um to cancers um as i was uh doing some reading about cancer rising um one of the things that came up was that you might be sensitive to emotional signals from other people um and i think i felt that about you like the day we met really um like I mean, and, and I mean, I, like, I think I'm, like, attracted to that in people anyways. Like, I'm in, I'm, like, more drawn to, to friendships that, where, where people are, like, really, like, emotionally attuned <laughs> in general. And so, but I think I read that, I, like, remember the night we met and, like, reading it that on you, like, from day one. Like, I do have a really good read for other people, too. Yeah. I am, and I respond very strongly yeah. to people, so if someone I think is potentially dangerous or threatening or even like then I'll you know try and like Mm -hmm. put a barrier between myself and them Mm -hmm. or be more careful but if Mm -hmm. I 
notice that people maybe need a second chance or are might be misconstrued or yeah. are just kind of open very you know straightforward yeah. I gravitate towards those sort of people yeah yeah totally and so the cancer I think is both of those things is that you have like I mean yeah like you said the literal image of a crab is like this protective shell around the outside and I think that um, again when I was doing reading like one of the things that I came across for cancers well is this like being very protective and um, so when you sense danger like those walls go up um, and yet like being really um, I- intuitive and empathetic and sort of attuned to like what's happening in the room um, and you're the friend for me that like calls me out when I do like socially slightly inappropriate things <laughs> because it's not just protecting me I want to protect yeah, those around yeah, yeah, me yeah. like right. as soon as I find out someone is hurt or like sure. you know I want to yeah. like I'm like where's the band-aid what do you need can yeah. I make you some food yeah. Yeah. um if you know my cats are sick I'm like I have to cancel everything we're going to the vet and it's just like <laughs> yeah they sneezed once like yeah. <laughs> it's not sure. that bad yeah um yeah, I just okay. want to like you know and when I look at my students I'm like oh, oh babies I just yeah. want to like hug them and I don't yeah. think they realize I think they're they think I don't feel yeah. that way at all yeah but yeah, I do. Totally. Well, I think, like, as professors, too, there's, like, an expectation that we have, like, pretty hard, like, mm. emotional boundaries. And, you know, I could relate yeah. that to being, like, you know, women and non- non-binary people in the academy in general and, like, yeah. how they, like, function there. But that would be another entire That's podcast. Another podcast. We, um, we need so many podcasts. <laughs> Maybe we should take our, like, combined, like, Aries, Gemini, like, passion for starting lots of projects and like thinking a lot all the time and just start like a bunch of podcasts that and there's only like, like terrible idea. two or three episodes for each of them and then we're like we're oh yeah so it's tired. like those netflix like mini series and we can like gauge they use them to like gauge how popular they were before they like completed more se- seasons yeah because we true. care really we care a lot about what other people think <laughs> and so we right, we're like obsessed i'm like checking my instagram every five seconds we're like <laughs> trying to collect <laughs> all the accolades please um, tell me more about myself <laughs> I wanted to ask you about one more thing okay. um, regarding your Cancer Rising, and um, and that was uh, I read that Cancer Risings look for structure and stability in partnerships, um, and I guess I, I just didn't know if that would be something that resonated with you or not. I, I was, like, asking myself, like, if I see that in you at all, and you're like, oh, well, like, sure, okay. Um, so what do you think about sort of the theme of um, Cancer Rising seeking structure and stability in their partnerships? I do have a lot of friends who are in like long established relationships. Mm-hmm. Does that this might be a weird place. This now like feels like therapy, but um I ha- I really like being friends with couples. Is that weird? Is yeah, that it, is it might be a little too weird to go into. But even if I'm like just an individual or a third wheel, I'm like I want to ha- or even people who I know are already like close mm-hmm. as friends. It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be romantic. Um I really okay. love hanging out huh. and like seeking like yeah. I really like that stability in people's lives um, because I feel like it brings more stability to my own life and that like I know what the rules are when I go into that social space okay. like and I know that there won't be a lot of drama or kind of like feeling like navigating different or having to negotiate what the relationships are all the time does that make sense i think so to me that gets back at the it's like protective yeah it's like you like know 
more information about the situation you're going into. And it's really hard for me, like, when I want to embark on a long-term friendship or relationship, Mm -hmm. I want, I don't want drama. I, like, I hate being like, I don't want drama. (laughs) Everyone says that. But I really (laughs) want peace, and I want someone to, like, bring something more to my life on the long term I don't want it to I don't like having fleeting relationships Mm -hmm. and I think being in like a transient not transient but contingent lifestyle um like in grad school and as an academic is really terrifying and I don't like moving a lot and I don't like I like being a homebody okay that's a really long answer no that was really good I was I was curious about that because I just like I don't think we've talked a lot about it and so I didn't know like how you would I didn't know how you would respond to it made it more interesting I think for like a lot of things things like I know you pretty well and so I'm like I'm gonna ask Angela this question on air because I know that's what she's gonna say and this is where I want the show it's like kind of like manipulative Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gemini um but that one I was like I have no idea what Angela would just and that was me opening up and now I'm scared about my answer and what I just said Angela I don't know where it's gonna go into the world I don't want my friends to like listen to this and be like (gasps) what do you think like okay now it's just like all my sensitivities help i'm alive (laughs) that's how i feel uh help i'm alive yeah okay yeah that's what you're witnessing right now okay yeah um i think we have to wrap up pretty soon i think we do um but you know if we have a few minutes maybe we can say a few more things yeah so i think that um in the future yeah, so so we'll we'll call that we'll wrap up on um, on Dr. Angela Bell's chart for now. Thanks so much for um, for sharing and for talking about um, yourself with us. I think um, it was funny to hear you bring up like ther- like this feels therapeutic or like something mm-hmm. related to like therapy. Just as you were talking a minute ago, because that's like how I felt like last week at the end of that episode. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I just got out of therapy. Um, talking all about myself. Talking <laughs> right. Um, but I think the last, the way that I was um, hoping to close out this episode, um, in the future of this show, we're going to have uh, guests on both individually and also as pairs. And so we're, um, we're going to have a few um, folks come on with one other person that they're like close friends with. And then w- and we're going to talk about how um, their astrological aspects might, you know, speak to one another. And so mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to take a few minutes and sort of ask the question of, um, of how our astrological aspects um, speak to one another and maybe just to, to sort of keep things like short and simple we could maybe mm-hmm. just talk about our sun signs and just talk about the um the Aries Gemini dynamic do you have any thoughts to start us out on that just as a fire sign in general because Aries are yeah. all about fire it's all yeah. about energy and I think mm-hmm. they bring a lot of energy to our friendship mm-hmm. um, and try to pump us up <laughs> I try yeah, I'm really yeah. trying to like meet you too because you have a lot of energy <laughs> yeah it's different than it than is a different exactly type. than like fire energy though mm-hmm. what yeah. kind of energy are you bringing I mean I have that like Sagittarius moon but mm-hmm. I think the Sagittarius moon is more of like a slow burn yeah um and and Aries is really good at like um I, I see your areas as being really good at, like, directed, like, specific, like, we are doing this podcast. Like, I would say, like, you are the, like, legs behind this podcast, and you're really, like, lifting it up, and you're... Well, I said, I have an idea, we're doing this, and you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you may have said something to that effect. Um, but, I mean, I'm so down, right? I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm here, and 
um, I think the that I also I, like the podcast as a project is such like an Aries Gemini thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like we uh, we both like really love to talk. We both kind of like to talk about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We both love to talk about other people. We like to like love talking about other love people. talking about people. Um, and I think we're both like really eager to like try new things. Um, and the um, the sort of dynamic and intelligence of Aries, um, and so the dynamic with being that like fire that, that we were talking about, and that sort of like drive maybe um, goes well with Gemini's sort of like versant versatility and and also like intellect. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like when you and I hang out, we can really like go deep. And there have been days where we hung out for like twelve hours, and mm-hmm. it just didn't even like I didn't even like think oh like this is random hanging out with this person for a really long time um, i want to do it all over again the and next i would day. do it all over again right like yeah. um and so i think i find it really easy to spend like lots of time here because we just like we don't get bored we can mm-hmm. talk for like 12 hours straight and that's why i'm so excited to get back here next week like i cannot wait i like, was looking forward to today so much yeah and i'm so excited to talk to other people and yeah. get to like tag team them yeah that's gonna be so fun and um yeah hope you stay tuned um yeah really excited for next week's show i haven't even looked at the astrological event for next week i'm gonna keep it a surprise yep i'm gonna keep it a surprise for myself until the day of can't wait yeah um next week we'll be featuring um should we make it a special guest or a mystery in case you know life happens or do you want (laughs) to do a preview Okay, JK, I'm not telling you who we're featuring next week. It's a secret. secret. Top secret. But we both like this person a lot. I'm so excited to have them on. We like everyone who's going to come That's on. True. That's We like, just picked all our friends. Yeah, we picked all <laughs> of our friends. So, um, um, And if you're not picked yet, you're, you're going to be picked. Trust me. That's true. We have so seasons and seasons Seasons to and come. seasons. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. It's been Thanks fun. for tuning in, everyone. Love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.